Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com. And to get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. Or just go to Amazon. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. And I am glad for that. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It is delicious. So I've been talking to a musician friend of mine. And I have been a musician my whole life. It's a professional musician for many years. And had an incredible experience and journey with all that and really incredible stuff. And I've been talking to a musician friend of mine who's just kind of starting out um, with a lot of stuff, with gigs and stuff like that. And it's been really, really beautiful to have these conversations about pushing through overthinking things and going through fear and, and needless worrying about stuff and procrastination because of fear and trying to plan events and deciding in advance what's important, what's not. It's per it's a perfect microcosm of life. <laughs> and my experience with all of life being sober um, just all showed up there and shows up in these conversations. And it's been great to talk about this with this person and think about these things because I have changed dramatically and the steps have really changed me dramatically. I remember. So I remember when I was starting out, um, it's really funny how it all sort of started. When I first got sober, I was terrified that God didn't want me to play music. There was no reason for this. I just, it was something I really wanted to do. So I just figured that God didn't want me to. That was just where I was at. I just figured that God's will sucked and the way we talk about God's will, we make it sound like God's will is imposed. It's bad. 
it's sort of menacing, punishing, constricting, something you don't want to do. That's how we talk about God's will, like it's something we don't want. So I just thought, well, I am a good musician. I can play guitar. I could play bass. I could play drums. I could sing. I could do this. I could do that. I want to do it. I love doing it. I'm very passionate about it. I hear music all the time. God must not want me to do it. Because God wants me to be miserable. God doesn't want me to be pursuing my true nature. And I have found out that all of that is, in my belief, total fucking bullshit. So when I was first getting sober, I was, the understanding I have had of God was, I mean, nothing. I mean, still very small, but I just, I thought I needed a sign. I needed a burning bush. I needed some kind of a sign. <laughs> By the way, as I say that out loud, I realize I, I, I never think that like that anymore. I haven't thought like that in a long time. I don't need a sign. But I really needed a sign. I really needed it. I, like need, I needed this. I needed this. I was coming home from a meeting one night. It was like 1030 at night. Meetings when I got sober went from 830 to 10. There was a cigarette break in the middle of them. So it's like 1030. I'm driving home. I'm in tears. I'm a mess. I'm overthinking my life and complicating everything and begging God for some kind of a sign. You don't want me to play music, do you? I just know you don't want me to play music. I don't I don't know why I was hung up on this, but I was just devastated. Who knows why? The poor sons of bitches who had spent time with me when I was new, their patience, their tolerance to just let me just talk about whatever. Anyways, I'm driving home from this meeting. And there's a park and ride, like an empty parking lot alongside of the freeway near this Denny's that I would go to after meetings. Just sit there at the counter and chain smoke until like one in the morning and write in my journal about how I was a failure and I was never going to amount to anything. So it's about 1030. I'm driving home. I'm having this conversation with God. And in the middle of this parking lot at 1030 at night, there's a guy playing drums, has a full drum set set up. And he's playing drums. And I grew up in this town. I've been there for, you know, many, many years. And I'd never seen this. And the one night I'm like begging God for a sign that it's okay for me to play music. I drive past this guy in a parking lot playing drums. 1030 at night. My eyes got really wide. I pulled over, you know, I went to the parking lot and parked there and just stared at him like, this is real. Bottom line, I started to play. And that was the very, the very first place I played, actually. I actually ended up having my first concert ever in that same 
parking lot at dusk. Ended up, you know, renting a generator and having a concert there. Right alongside the freeway. Why not? In my mind, it was like Pink Floyd live at Pompeii. If you've ever seen that, it's like in my grandiose, you know, delusional. I was like, basically, we were Pink Floyd, you know, playing this empty stadium alongside the freeway. <laughs> Anyways. And I'm only saying this to make my point, which I'm getting to about all this, about these conversations with this person who's a musician about pursuing your dreams in sobriety. And ended up having a lot of success. And there were a lot of shows. And talking to this person, I completely had forgotten what it used to be like for me before shows. I was a mess before shows I was rigid standoffish emotional face was beat red humorless terrified overthinking everything is this the right song order is the guitar in tune just a mess and then the shows would be great and it went on this way for years. The shows would be great, meaning none of my concerns were ever realized. So song order was fine. Guitar was in tune. Sang really well. Listening to recordings from back then, it's like, what was I so worried about? It's just crazy. And I was just thinking about that a lot. I was thinking about how that so much of my life has gone that way, where I've just worried endlessly about things that turned out fine. By the way, I did record a podcast episode on this with my friend Yasmin. We talked about this for about an hour, about pursuing your dreams in sobriety but we're having sound issues. She's in Belgium and it just, it's been trying to edit this show from time to time to make it work, but I'm not sure if it's going to, but anyways, just so many things in my life, particularly in early sobriety that I just worried about and worried about and worried about and worried about just worried into the ground, just worried about things. And the worrying never made any constructive difference. And I was just sick with worry. I remember my first show without a group in sobriety. I was all tangled up in the cords as I was trying to set up the PA system and 
trying to put together the sound and there were people eating in this restaurant and I was all tangled up in these cords and I was just sweating profusely and I was just a mess. I was just a mess. So in my head about everything. I was just the center of the universe. Everybody was thinking about me, worrying about me. Nobody was on my side. Nobody was rooting for me everywhere, anywhere in life. People wanted to point and laugh and put me down and judge me. There was no no support in the universe whatsoever for any of my endeavors mentally. Mentally, that's how I decided the whole world was. So talking to this musician friend about these early shows just brought back to my mind this, these memories of me just freaking out for no reason. For a long time, this went on. For just being just stifling in my anxiety. Just a terror to be around. And then it would turn out fine. <laughs> So much of my life was like that in the early years of my sobriety. Fortunately, it's not like that anymore. I don't relate to any of this anymore. I'm in completely different footing today. I have changed. I've had dramatic shifts inside. I'm very clear now when I do something, it's really not about me at all. And... You know, get out of the way of God's light as best you can. Do your best with what you know right now. Be truthful. And everything is perfect. I want to give a shout out today to Mallory. I want to give a shout out today to Wes and Ross and Dr. Wu and Cousin Dupree and The Wizard. And I want to toss the wizard into a fountain and I want to give a special shout out to Chelsea and to Dave. And if anybody needs to hear it, everything is okay. And there's going to be some bonus episodes this week as well. So I will see you again tomorrow. No modeling jokes today because it's not something to laugh about. When you're as beautiful as I am, when your face and your physique are as perfect as mine are, it's nothing to laugh about. It's something to take very seriously. Stupid. All right, I'm out of here. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.